So I got into this debate about abortion. Oh, did you do that during uh, during the old, uh, which which call it the uh, the the Thanksgiving? No, this is like a week ago. Oh, okay. And I I want to say what I walked away from was this weird feeling that this is just online in a chat room with a lot of people, and everybody was really respectful of each other's opinions. Huh. And it was such a neat feeling. Did this that, actually like, happen, or is this a... Yes. No, th- it, this is, um... Y- y- you know uh, Seth Teasnack? Mm. That sounds familiar. Uh, he did that Overwatch review where he, like, he walked through all the characters and talked oh, about how, yeah. like, Reaper's the only good character. Yeah. Because everyone else is sheeple. Yep, I remember that. that was a good video. Um, so he has a... He has a Discord... With a lot of fans in it. And there's a separate conversation area just for, um, like, serious discussion. Sure. And the only people that go into that separate area are actually interested in having a discussion. Oh, they're not just, like, interested in screaming at people about how they're right and the other people are wrong and they should... No, that's all the other channels. Okay. So, everyone gets it out of their system in every other subject. And then here's this one for, like, level-headed, articulate thought. Mm-hmm. And it's very nice. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I used to go to, um, this was a long time ago, back when, uh, there's a, there's a furry forum I went to that had a, a rants and rave section, and that was kind of what that was about, too, where everyone would talk about stupid shit and the other poor places, and then you could go to this place, and it seemed like it was just for ranting about stuff, but it, it ended up becoming like the, here's where you're gonna, like, maturely discuss politics and religion and all of that. And it stayed that way for about two years, and then all the cool people left, and a bunch of shitty people showed up, and then it turned into, you know, children fighting children. But for the, yep. for the little bit, it was kind of nice. That's why I'm trying to enjoy this now. Yeah, because things change, you know. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, uh, my Thanksgiving was very lovely. That's good. We used my Warcraft cookbook for the turkey. Oh, yeah? And it's like, wow, that's a nerdy statement there. But how'd the turkey turn out? Perfect. There you go. The Blizzard. Someone at Blizzard knows how to cook. Knows how to cook. Woo! I wish they knew how to level design and... Yeah, no shit. Plot out gear. I, oh. Every time I get stuck backing up in a video game, I go, why can't you be like what Valve do and, and make it so this doesn't happen? You get, like, caught on a corner or a step or something, and you're just like, why? Fucking put a, the, you can put, like, a clipping thing on it, so you just kind of slide along it instead of get stuck. And then no one's upset because you're moving. And yeah, you maybe just slow down a bit, but at least you're still moving. Yeah, I get stuck in Overwatch way too much. I know, and there's, like, a lot of fucking weird scenery and lampposts and shit to get stuck on. And it's like, is this just here to, for me to get stuck on? Because I, I feel like it is, and that's that's horrible. Don't do that. Uh, Halo is like that too. There's uh, some levels are just really weirdly designed, and there's like hills and shit, and it's like you can get stuck on this rock right here. Yeah, Halo does have a little bit of that. It, it's not nearly as bad though. It's like impossible to back up in Halo. Every every Halo game plays a little differently. All of them you can't back up because you'll get stuck on shit. So that's how you know you're playing a bunch of games if you can't back up. <clears throat> so. Uh, um, this pie is really good. 
<laughs> this is Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad, and we're recording on Black Friday. Woo! Yay! Woo! Speaking... What? I was going to say, speaking of Black Friday, my video game, The Land of Glass, is on sale on Steam and Itch.io, so if you want to go buy a video game for 75% off, you can go do that. I was, I'm afraid I'll forget to plug it at the end, so I'm doing it now. That's fair. Um, There's not a whole lot of sales, though. <laughs> I feel like all the Black Friday stuff started two weeks ago. Yeah, kind of. So we went out this morning and we went to IHOP for Grinch pancakes. Okay. Were and those green? were good. Yeah, they're green, except they were out of the green whipped cream. So we got normal pancakes. Oh, that's, that's um, not what you paid for. You paid for green pancakes. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they did warn us ahead of time, but it's mm. like, hey, let's go to IHOP for the green pancakes. Like, oh, we're out of green today. All right. Darn. Sounds good. You're like, I'm so green with envy. That. And then um, my friend bought like three or four new pop finals. Or was it five? That seems like a questionable decision. So, okay, he bought, there were two Digimon ones that he'd been looking for. Hmm. And then we went somewhere else where they had a buy two, get one free thing. And they had two rare ones he was looking for there. So he like, we spent a long time waiting for a third one to show up. He's like browsing through the entire collection. Jeez. Um, but he did find one that he liked, so he, he walked away with a lot of pop vinyls today. Well, I guess if that made him happy, good for him. Yeah, woo! Woo! I think they're ugly. Woo! The Digimon ones are kind of cute, but yeah, it's not my thing. My opinion is cheap, though, so who gives a fuck? Hey, you want to hear really? You want to hear I, I, Thanksgiving? I want I want to tell a story. I want to tell two yes. stories real quick. I want to hear a story. I have this aunt named Sandy, and she's pretty cool. One year for a holiday, she brought in this glass bowl and had a bunch of uh, what looked like really fancy chocolate in it. And I was like, Sandy, you did the best thing. You brought like like this homemade candy in this really nice bowl, and everyone's eating the candy. And yeah, there's all these other desserts, but it's, it's, it's this really good candy. She's like, Chad, those are just Milky Ways I cut in half. Fun-sized Milky Ways. It's not gourmet candy at all. I didn't have time to do anything or buy anything, so I bought a bunch of mini Milky Ways and cut them in half with a knife. I was like, oh, I still I still like it a lot. You should do this next time. And so she did it this time. She brought a big glass bowl that you'd put like the fanciest food you could put in it, and she cut off a bunch of Milky Ways. And I'll be goddamn, those Milky Ways are gone at the end of the day. Everyone, everyone liked Milky Ways. I mean, if it works, it's fine. I know, it just... It's, that's- that's not a dish. <laughs> I know, but it's so, so funny. I love it. It's so charming. She's like that person on that side of the family, right? Well, she'll do something like goofy or weird like that. And and she has a really high success rate, and I really like her. And I'm just, yeah, good on you, Sandy. You're a good person. And then, after I got done eating, I took a shit in my grandma's toilet. I used the downstairs one because I didn't want to bother anybody. And it's one of those kind of like low-flow toilets. And it was a really big turd, and so I flushed, and the turd just didn't move. Like, the water left, and the turd stayed on the, in the bowl. It was stuck. So I flushed a couple more times, and nothing happened. So I had to take, had to, had to push the turd down into the bowl, into the, into the, <laughs> the thing for it to go. And, uh, I haven't told anybody but you that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. So that was, that's my fun poop story. <laughs> 
That, that's um, all I got. That was, that was basically my thing. I had a good Thanksgiving. That was that was the two fun bits. That's good. Yeah, we had a good Thanksgiving too. I'm at a point though where all of the people a little bit older than me are married and having kids, and all the people younger than me are too young for me to relate to, and so I'm in this weird position where, like, my cousins are like, oh, yeah, my kid is doing this and this, and look how great my kid is. I'm just like, you know, if you really wanted to, you could lock that person up in, a like, a cellar and tell them the world's ended, and she'd believe you. You could really fuck your kid up for life. You have the power. She's like, that's not funny. I was like, I don't know. I think it's a little funny. It's a little funny. My brother thinks it's funny. He's laughing. How come how come the people without kids think this is funny? <laughs> she didn't think the Holocaust joke I made was very funny either. Why spend time with this person? I mean, it's 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 Thanksgiving. You see him like twice or three times a year. So you feel you know, yeah, you keep gotta it say that hi way. to everybody. She's it, it just it just kinda then I go talk to like my twenty year old cousin who's in high in college and she was shit she's talking about, I don't fucking understand. And it's like, man, I'm like at a weird, weird position in life. I don't relate to anybody right now. Except all the really drunk adults. Oh, I didn't send you my Thanksgiving pictures. You did not. Oh, I must have been sending these to Richard the whole time. <laughs> well, you know, he's a good, uh, good chap to send stuff to. You gonna, you gonna send me some, or? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying to get my phone to open. Oh. Oh, yeah, Richard couldn't make it to Black Friday this year. We missed you, Richard. We love you. Jaime bought lots of uh, pop vinyls for you. <laughs> oh, here's a picture of Jaime. I'll send you that. <laughs> mm, excuse me. I have a lot of silence to edit out. Yeah, you do. Hey, is he wearing a Mega64 t-shirt? Yeah. I recognized it. There you go, listeners. Cameron's friend has a Meg64 t-shirt. Now you know. Yay. Boy, some of these pictures came out... I don't know. Do you, do you take a lot of pictures? I take almost no pictures. This phone I got has a really nice camera. And I'm just... I'm having way too much fun just snapping shots here for, like, every little thing. Hmm. Yeah, excuse me. I have a really old phone camera and it sucks. Yeah, it's a turkey. It looks like champagne glasses around it. They've gathered around to worship at the altar of the turkey. Yay. And then to kill the turkey and eat the turkey, but the turkey's already dead, so they did step one. Yay. I don't know if listeners, uh, is just me describing these pictures interesting? That one has a dog in it, and the dog looks like it really wants some green beans. Honestly, those look like really fucking good green beans. They are, and she loves green beans. Really? But the the green beans also had a little bit of bacon in it, so she was like extra like, oh, there's so many good things in that one bowl. I've never tried to put bacon in green beans. I should do that. Only a little bit. Like, just enough to get the flavor in it, but you don't want it to taste like bacon. Yeah. Those mashed potatoes look pretty good. I ate some mashed yeah. potatoes at Thanksgiving too. This looks like uh, looks like some kind of pie, pecan pie. Yeah, that's a uh, caramel apple pie. Oh, there you go. That's what I'm enjoying right now. Nice. There's say your sad friend, and this looks like you, well, alone. Yeah, it was me at Black Friday. Yay! Here's uh, here's a picture of 
a Jurassic World, but it's photoshopped uh, some kind of bionicle figure with big tits in it. <laughs> you sent this to me a couple days ago, and I went, why? And it's called Thick Raptor. Thickle Raptor. Oh, God. It's a clever girl. O-W-O. You ever just stop and think about what you've become? Yeah, I, I record a podcast every week where I have to have to look at myself and go, wow, I'm going to publish this. Then you got Monster Energy Ham. And that doesn't look Photoshopped. That looks like a real product. Just weird. <coughs> I saw a really funny picture the other day, and it was funny in a in, in a maybe a slightly self-depreciating way, but it was a picture of the lead singer of Papa Roach. And it was like sp- sponsored by Monster Energy. What 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 Papa Roach song are you gonna jam to while you slam a Monster Energy drink? Oh yeah. <laughs> and that was like it was like a real ad. And so it's like this is the parody thing. These bands that get sponsored by Monster Energy, and everyone's like, man, these shitty bands that get sponsored by Monster Energy. And I bet their fans are like, can't wait to butt chug a monster while I listen to their music. And then their fucking ads are like, let's, let's chug a monster while we listen to their music. Well, it's kind of like that that kid with the, the Razor Gear. Razor Gear. Um, I spelled Razor wrong. Okay, how do you spell Razor? Razor? It's ER, isn't it? Razor. Um, gaming. Let me try that. Razor gaming. Kid. You're gonna there send me something is. unpleasant, aren't you? It's more sad. Kind of exactly what you're describing. Okay. But there's this kid that's just like really proud and showing off all of his razor merch. Well, at least it all matches. Yeah, but it's like he even has the wallpaper on his desktop. That seems a little weird. And he's wearing a hat and a jacket and headphones. I wonder if those headphones he- are even that good. And he also has um, the like Monster 3. Energy there. Yeah, he's got two monsters. He's got a Battlefield 3 poster. And then like some kind of biohazard symbol on his door that probably says, Mom, keep out. It just, everything about this screams, uh, child... Why does he save the boxes? Like, I can tell he's got a Razer keyboard, but then he's got the keyboard box above his computer on a shelf. Like, it's... Well, to display it, because he's really happy that he got that. I guess. That's a... Like, I'm I, I'm, I'm not one to talk. I display my consumerism. But it's mostly stupid Marvel toys. But still, they're toys. Yeah, I feel like they're, like, meant to be displayed. And... They're not a keyboard box. Like, there's... There's a point where consumerism is because you have too much money, and there's a point where consumerism means that you're, you've are you been completely brainwashed to think that this is neat. Yeah, that seems like a fair assessment. And I feel like this, this photo slightly crosses into that line where it's like, wow, he, he really watches all these YouTube ads and believes them when they say, Razor's the coolest thing ever. Slam a monster. Oh, man. Speaking of, of slam a monster... Frickin' Shinedown and Papa Roach and Asking Alexandria are going to be playing at the Target Center in March, and I might, I might buy tickets for that. That sounds like a pretty good show. That could be fun. It's only a couple hours away, and they have good parking there. Mm. I will at my mom, because she likes those bands, too. What so it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned Target Center. Because the other day I was at Target. Mm-hmm. And I bought some beer, and I got 
I'm gonna grab beer and I grab a copy of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Edition. And my arms are almost full, but I walk by and say, "Oh wait, what is that?" And I grab a Queen album. Oh, we are gonna start the topic of the show. Awesome! I'm excited. So I grab a Queen album because it's like you know I just want a CD to keep in my car because sometimes my phone's low on batteries or whatever. So I just wanted like I hate the radio. My radio stations here are awful. So I just kind of grabbed this. Oh, excuse me. This uh, Queen album, real quick. I check out. I put it in the car, and I'm driving home. And the lyrics are like, it, there's like kind of dubstepiness to it. And the lyrics has a lot of n words in it. And like, well, this, this doesn't. Which also, Queen classic is this? So I, <laughs> I skip to the next song, and it's uh, it's getting worse. So, uh, I'm like, at the next red light, I'm really baffled at this point, and I'm looking closer at the album art, and under Queen, it says Nicki Minaj in, like, fine print. So, I don't know how you confuse this, because the cover is literally her with pretty much no clothes on. So, that's not the one I got. Oh, is there a... Do they have a second cover to trick people into buying it instead of the soundtrack to the new movie that came out? I think it works. Evidently, because you bought it. <laughs> yeah, um, this is the one, this is actually the Target exclusive version, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, cop- no, I want to copy the picture, dang it. I don't wanna- okay, I'll send you the whole thing, but the URL is a mess. <laughs> Yay, look at that link, it's huge. It's huge. So if you go to Target, they have a different cover art. that has, yeah. it has like extra Target tracks or something. Even the parental advisory seat, uh, logo in the corner is like really hard to read. Like normally yeah. it's black and white, and this it's just like the text, and then the the background's transparent, so you can't and, you don't even see it. And Target sells these like collection things where it's like, oh, Michael Jackson died. Well, here's a blank purple album with just Michael Jackson written on it. You know what I mean? Like whatever's topical, they'll just put out a greatest hits album. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, I bet they have Queen music. Oh, there it is. And I grab it. And then it wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't what I wanted. So So I felt so stupid. I listened to the album as punishment. I'm surprised you got through the whole thing. Because it's it's a 66-minute long album with like 20 fucking songs. And a lot of them kind of sound the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, it wasn't a great experience, and then I gave it to Richard. It's like, hey, you like Queen, right? He's like, yeah. So I hand it to him, and then he got really angry when he realized what it was. <laughs> Paying it forward. It, it's like, this is like the new version of those uh, chain letters. Only you, you buy an album, <laughs> and then that's not very good. You just give it to your friend, and he gives it to that ex-friend, and eventually it, it gets lost to time. But... Uh, because you, 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 you bought it and you listened to it and you're like, I'm listening to this as punishment. And I was like, man, okay, may, I should give it a listen to just to see what happens. And I only made it about six songs in before I had to turn that off. Because I don't like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I find her very grating. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it, isn't it? But it, we, we had a kind of an interesting back and forth, because I told her, I, was, I told you, like, I don't mind when she sings, I think her rapping is really annoying, and you seem to have a, an opposite view. A little bit. I mean, I think that she's a competent rapper. I wouldn't say that she's the best. But her singing was uh, bland. 
Again, not that she has a bad voice, but it's like she wasn't doing anything with her voice. Sure. And it struck me as an album where very much the, the point is to listen to the words. Yeah, I mean, that's typically like the thing with rap. There's not a whole lot going on in the background. So you pay attention to the really pay attention to the foreground. Yeah, but and, and for the rap parts, that's fine. But for the songy songs, where she's just sort of like saying things to paint a word picture very deliberately. Mm-hmm. And it just I wasn't really impressed. No, I, I like the first song. All right. Which had like a really different yeah. vibe than all of the others that I listened to. So after it the first started song, off like, okay, and that's why I thought like, well, I may as well listen to it since I own this now. Because mm-hmm. I also like I broke the case trying to open it, and it's like I'm not going to bother explaining this to someone. Sure, this is too embarrassing. I'd rather waste the money. Yeah, I can see that. Plus, well, that involves talking to people, which sucks, and waiting in line to talk to people. Yeah. But she, my problem with with um, Nicki Minaj is like when she raps, she she does like she's got like a persona she tries to do or like a voice she tries to do, and I, I really don't like it. It's just it's not that it's, I guess I think it's bad, but I can see like why someone would like it. But it it it's this. It's like she's trying too hard to be something she's not. It feels phony. Yes. And it doesn't have to. Yes. Yes. And she's weirdly vulgar, and I don't always mind that, because I definitely listen to some vulgar music sometimes, but there's just something about the really, way she does it. No, it was really, really vulgar. I don't, I'm not sure who this is for. Like She's got, like, back-to-back songs, Barbie Dreams and Rich Sex, which are basically about, like, her pussy. And explicitly so. Very explicitly so about, about, about people sticking penises in her pussy. Like not not a metaphor or that's what she's after. Like that's that's pretty much a lyric is that. Which I get is like you know there's probably something like empowering about they're like hey we're a woman I'm gonna talk about sex in a really explicit way because we women should be able to do that too and be getting high fives like the dudes, and that's fine. But I feel like it's still annoying. Like I don't like it when guys do it either though, and so I don't like it when she does it. it it's just it's like you can. Dress it up a little bit. Get, you know, the, the, we call it manscaping. Just, just you know, make it look a little nicer, and, and then you can talk about it. Hey, I'm curious. What is what is your target recommending that you buy if you scroll down? Um. Oh, from this link? Yeah, mine's recommending that I buy a Sega Genesis and Theraflu. Um, it looks like a bunch of shirts, and then... Uh, Sony earbuds and a Keurig. Okay, see, the earbuds kind of make sense because you're looking at music. Yeah, the earbuds make sense because I, I typically... I, I search around for earbuds a lot because I evidently break them. Oh, and then Gravity Falls Complete, which I already own. The Keurig makes sense because I've looked at buying a Keurig. Um, I don't need any shirts. I guess it's it, it's you know it looks sounds like it did a better job with me than you unless you you need some Theraflu. Ah, uh, you know I kind of do. Hey, you yours is, you got a Keurig on yours too. Keurigs are nice. Yeah, I want one for Christmas. Were you a good boy this year? I was mediocre enough to get a fucking Keurig. I think. Oh, we were at the mall and the signs everywhere said Santa's here and we could not find Santa. Hmm. It was a weird. It was a weird Black Friday. We just got pop vinyls and disappointment and pancakes. I had pancakes today, but they were homemade. Woohoo! Which is good. 
I'll be honest, I was so, kind of hoping we could talk more about the Nicki Minaj album, but I really don't have much to say. I I mean, not very I good. could just, I could nitpick more. If I was more of a music snob, I might be able to offer, like, valuable insight, but I think I set my piece. I appreciate but, the, uh, um, and this is, this is general and mostly with, like, any modern pop music or rap music. The production values are really good, like, it sounds good. I wish the beat had a little more going on in the songs. It's a little bare bones for me, but at least, like... It sounds big for like how kind of small it is. There's usually, like I said, there's like there's not a That's whole lot fair. going on instrumentally, but they 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 really get a lot of um get their money's worth out of their instrumentals. Like whoever put this together did a good job. Yeah, that's fair. I'm but trying uh, to you offered that a really good palate cleanser after we were talking about this. I did. Yeah, I was. I've been listening to the uh, Godsmack "When Legends Rise" today. Okay, yeah, I listened to that today too. Um, there's some good stuff in there. I don't know how how familiar you are with with, uh, with the band Godsmack. You've you've sent me some things over the years. Okay. Um, like I don't listen to it consistently, mm-hmm. but I've never heard one of their songs and went, "Well, that's not for me." Sure. And this this year has been an interesting year for uh, kind of radio rock and radio metal bands like Godsmack, because it feels like a lot of them have decided to change their sound in some way. So Godsmack and Disturbed have both gone a bit more, uh, people are calling it commercial. There's definitely a, the, the, the little more like pop structure to their, to their songs uh, as far as chord progression or whatever. Uh, lyrics Lyrically, they're a bit different. Uh, Disturbed have been doing more like uh, they've had some like acoustic stuff, some actual ballads, and I I like that. Like I've been listening to these bands for a really long time, and so when they're doing something different, I'm usually on board with it. A lot of fans are pissed off. You know, Shine Down's going back to like almost their their older sound, which they've kind of gotten away from over the last couple albums. So their their sound's pretty different this year again. Uh, Five Finger Death Punch have added some country elements to their new album. Uh, Hailstorm kind of just sound like Hailstorm, but they're into our band, so it's fine. And I don't know, it, it's it's been interesting to hear like all these bands I really like release new music this year, but they've tried something different with it, and I'm at a point where I really like that. That's good. And so... I, I was just... Uh, something you said struck a chord with me. Sometimes when you watch these documentaries about really talented artists, and it's like, man, what inspired you? And there's a story about uh, going through my dad's records, and then uh, there was this one album and this one song that just really spoke to me. Or I remember saving up my allowance. I got this uh, cassette tape or, or something, and I heard this song, and it just really inspired me. And now when you talk to like this next generation of music makers, it's like, yeah, the YouTube algorithm recommended something, so I listened to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all, like, free and immediately available. There's there's no experience of finding that gem. Yeah. And, like, this, this like, treasure that you get to covet. I know. I, I've, and I like that, and I don't like I mean, like, the immediacy is really nice. I, I, I listen to whatever YouTube recommends quite a bit. It's how I've discovered a lot of pretty good bands. But I do kind of miss that, like... Like, the one time I bought an Iced Earth album, I was in a Best Buy, and I saw the album cover, and I went, that's a fucking cool album cover, I want to buy that album. I didn't know anything about the band. 
and I bought the album, I listened to it, it's like, this is an amazing album, and um, I follow their music. You really don't get that, like, you're not taking a chance anymore, because, you know, I, I mean, I paid for it, if I didn't like it, I was still stuck with it. Whereas, you know, YouTube says, hey, you should listen to this, you can listen to, like, a song or two, if you don't like it, you just go on to the next thing. Yeah. But also, YouTube will recommend stuff to me that I'm never going to find in a Best Buy. Well, now because they don't sell music, but even when they did. So there's there's some of that give and take, too, where I can listen to a lot of like really weird European shit. Because there's actually a way to do it now. It's not as underground. So, I don't know. You, you, you get your good and your bad with it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. I always think it's it's interesting to hear like a you know like you're listening to a band and then they talk about like what inspired them because uh, sometimes it can be like pretty obvious like oh yeah I really like Pink Floyd I really like the Beatles I really liked uh, you know Led Zeppelin you're like okay yeah I can hear those in your sound but sometimes you get like a metal band and they'll be like oh yeah I really like Led Zeppelin I really like the Beatles I really like Pink Floyd and you're like don't hear that as much <laughs> and just like the idea of like what can be inspiring versus I guess, like, maybe not versus anything, but, you know, just what elements you can take away from something. Because it can be really small that only, like, you would understand it. You know, the the person who made it. And that's cool, too. Yeah, music's weird. I, I think I've said before that I don't really sit down and listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy at work once asked me, like, hey, what, do you, what, what music do you listen to, Cameron? And it's like, I don't listen to music. And he's just like, he could not accept that as an answer. He's like, no, no, no. Like, if I opened up your your uh, Pandora app right now, what would it play? And it's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, what about Listenacity? Or what What are music apps? Like, he was listening music apps. I don't, Spotify. Yeah, what's on your Spotify right now? And it's like, I don't know what that means. And he just, he thought I was joking or something. And so I finally told him, it's like, I think if I want to sit down and listen to music, I listen to 1930s style covers of modern pop songs. Yeah. And he, and then again, he thought that was a joke. So I started like bringing some up on YouTube and playing it for him. And he was like, huh, well, all right. And he just went back to work because I think he was done talking to me at that point. But yeah, it's like <laughs> there's it, it, one of the silver linings of the internet is that you can find more obscure things mm-hmm. and collect it easier. So that's kind of fun unless you're into child pornography and that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Child porn's bad. We had opinions are cheap. We we stand firmly against child porn. Yeah, and, with not, our... and not firm in the way that our dicks are firm. They're very much flaccid when it comes to child porn. I like how the recurring message here is that nothing we say is in, in stone, but it's like, yeah, let's let's go ahead and reiterate that one. That one might be in stone. Yeah. And see, so with your music taste, I'm like the exact opposite. I want to like listen to a bit of everything. Even if I don't like it, at least I listen to it. And so I listen to a lot of extreme metal, I listen to some pop music, I listen to a lot of like, radio-friendly stuff. And that drives, like, some people nuts because they're like, oh, I'm into these bands. And I'm like, cool, I like those. Also, do you like the new Nickelback album? And they're like, fuck no, what's wrong with you? And it's like, no, 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 the new one's really good. And so I get the, I get this weird, I'm in this weird spot where, like, I can piss pretty much anybody off by, like, saying, like, no, I like this band. And they'll be like, but you're not supposed to like that band, you like the bands I like. Yeah, and you know what else is weird is that I hate genres because I'll I'll hear a song that I like and go, well, maybe I like this kind of music. So I'll look up the genre and everything's awful. I just like that one song. 
and it happens every single time. Like I, I heard something, it's like, oh yeah, this is jazz. So I listen to more jazz, and it's like I hate all of this. And it's like, well, what is this one? Oh, it's Electra Swing. Okay, let me look up Electra Swing. Oh, this is all awful. I think I know what song you're talking about there. Does it have cats in the music video? Um, the Electra Swing one? Yeah, wasn't there like like a like an animated like furry music video to an Electra Swing song? That yeah, that band does a good job, and I like their album. But I look up more Electra Swing stuff, and none of it's nearly as good. See, my problem with some of the genre stuff is that like I'll, I'll get I'll listen to an album, and be like, oh, this is cool. What else does the genre have to offer? And it's always it's, it's typically like more of the same. And it's like, well, I already have the one album. I don't need more. Like you don't you only need like so much symphonic metal before that all fucking sounds the same. It's like you listen to Nightwish, and when Nightwish don't release an album that year, you listen to Delane. You don't need any more symphonic metal. Because none of it's as good as those two, and even if it is, it still sounds like those two. At a certain point, you you've got the you've you've sampled it. You don't need more. Yeah, and then my brother will find even more obscure stuff, and it's like, oh, here, uh, guys, you might like this. It's uh, Celtic barn swing. <laughs> uh, here's um here's glass metal. Do you like glass metal? Is it, okay, what is, what is this? I've never heard of glass metal, but I can see that actually being a thing because metal is fucking bizarre. It probably is now, but it's just, I hate that. I I think I want a t-shirt that says, I don't like country, I like alternative rock. <laughs> that would be a good t-shirt. I don't know, like, like, Amaranth released a new album this year. They're a, they're like a weird mix of, they have like some pop elements to them, they have some like kind of radio rock music elements to them, and then they have uh, some screamy elements to them. So they have three different singers. Woo! And so I have, I, have their, I have two of their albums. I like them well enough. And then they released a new one, and it's like, it kind of just sounds like the first, other two albums I have. Like, why should I buy this? I have this music. You didn't do anything new. And then one of their singers is in another band, and it's just like, hey, this is power metal music, but I have this already. Like, Beast in Black released an album last year, and you sound just like them, but not quite as good. So why, why would I get this? I already have it. And I think part of that is just, like, I have, like, you know, a couple thousand songs on my iPod now that I'm starting to get a little more choosy with what I buy. Because I have, I have a lot of everything now. Oh. But then <laughs> I... I, then I, looking at? I, I keep, like, an open end for, like, for, you know, whatever Godsmack's going to release, I'm going to buy because they're my favorite band. And so, you know, this year they released a new album and it's got a lot of pop influences to it. Uh... And some people are really pissed off at that. I'm just like, oh, this is cool. And they deliberately said, like, hey, we're going to go a little more commercial because the only way we can expand our audience is to actually try and get a bigger audience. If we keep right. releasing the same record, we're only going to lose people who are getting sick of, sick of us playing the same record. And I get that. And I kind of like the candid attitude of, like, hey, we're, we're literally trying to go commercial, which is usually, like, the worst thing you can hear when a band says that. But I'm just like, well, I, I mean, I've listened, I've been on board for this long. I know you can make good songs. Let's see what you do with a different sound, with a different producer. And I really like When Legends Rise. I think it's a, a great album. I don't think it's as good as, like, Awake, which is their heavy metal album that they released, you know, a, 15 years ago. Um, but they're also not 20-year-olds anymore. Either they're adults, they have kids, they have... Uh, houses and bills and shit like that. So yeah, they're they're making different kinds of music and I don't know why people get mad about that. Yeah, and that's one of those things that will never go away. People 
There's always going to be really entitled consumers that want everything to be exactly the same until they're bored of it. Then they want something new. Mm-hmm. And it it takes a certain level of maturity to step back and think about what you actually want. And I, I get some of that gatekeeping aspect, right? We're like, I remember reading a comment on one of the new Disturbed songs, and they're like, man, what happened to Disturbed? They used to be kings of heavy metal. And it's like, motherfucker, Disturbed were never heavy metal. They were like new metal for a bit and then like kind of like this weird hybrid of hard rock and metal but like the radio friendly kind because you'd hear them all the time on the radio like if you want heavy metal i can recommend heavy metal to you but you're not gonna like it and it's so there's this weird kind of like i you know i think that and i feel like an asshole because i'm using like genre to basically like demean someone because like well you're not listening to the heavy stuff like i listen to you think this is heavy but at the same time like what they're hating i'm like no this is a great song like, David Draymond can sing really fucking well when he wants to. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, while we're talking about music, Tamers12345 uploaded a new video. Oh, yeah? It's a music video. Oh, God. Do we do we need to watch this right now? Yeah, just look at it real quick. You'll get oh. the joke immediately. Hey, it's a song. I've heard this song in a long time. Green Day is weird because they go through these phases where they just completely rebrand their style almost. And I don't know what age they're supposed to be because they always yeah. sound like angsty teenagers if you listen to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, like... Part of me doesn't mind that. Like, I still have that, like, angsty teenager aspect to me where sometimes I can go back and listen to, like, old, old Lincoln Park and be like, this still somewhat speaks to me. Like, maybe not what they're mad about, but just the fact that, like, they're this mad. Like, I can get that mad, too. I still, I can still relate to it. I like the sound. Honestly, I like some of their older stuff, and some of their newer stuff is good, too. Yeah. Uh, just as music, like, not even paying attention to the lyrics. Sure. It's just kind of funny when people will, like, they'll get overly critical about the subject. You go, oh, God, oh, this album didn't age very well at all. Ah, oh, no. wow, I fucking love 58 seconds in. Note, Sonic represents Bartleby's shadow because he's the only one who walks beside him because he loves him. <laughs> Why am I, I... I'm, like, legit listening to this because, like, oh, I actually like this song. This is a fine song. And no, then I'm watching good. the video and there's just weird fucked up fan art and clips from, like, the old 90s Sonic cartoon. Like, why is this man naked? <laughs> And now Sonic's playing a guitar, but it's actually synced to the music okay, and so, like, he put some work into making this, and I'm so confused. Yeah, that's what's great about Tamers12345, is that he puts enough work into these dumb videos that Mm -hmm. they... It's not to say that they're good, but they become more entertaining. Um... He did one where it's uh, all the characters transforming into Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, like the gag disappears right away. Like you just you get it and it keeps going on. But then at the end, he has ever all the Power Rangers assemble and they're all just like Power Ranger balloons. <laughs> Skip to 153. It's the most fucked up weird Sonic I have ever seen. I'm sorry. What was that? 153? Yeah. Wait for it, guys. <laughs> I don't know how he makes these faces. The 
these Microsoft Paint characters are well designed because he he made something that's easy to replicate, so it, it's not hard work for him. Mm-hmm. But they also convey a lot of cringy emotion. This looks like if Sonic fucked a an elf and they gave birth to a sex doll. Right? Like, he's got, like, elf slippers. He's got, like, his butt is just two giant circles. They're not, like, butts. They're just, like, here's... They look kind of like testicles. He's got a yeah, hat on, just... but it's covering one ear. And then his mouth is, like, this weird... You could stick a dick in its shape, and then it would be made out of rubber. He uses a lot of circles. A lot of circles. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking... This is this is the strangest thing ever, and I can kind of see why you're captivated by it. Oh, thank you. But then his Thanksgiving special is 15 minutes long, and there's no way I could do that. I don't know, man. It goes places. <laughs> um, I think the one where they go to buy cereal is a little better, but the <laughs> wow, Sonic, a fan, fan art Sonic just pulled Excalibur out of a stone. And I like there's actually like animation effects to it. Did he make all of that then? Like, is that all original shit or stuff he found? The Microsoft Paint stuff he makes. So this is a lot of stuff he stole. Um, yeah. Does he does he attribute any of it? Nope. No. Uh, so speaking of cringy stuff. Okay. Um, the other album that I sent you as a palate cleanser. Yes. Let me let me find that. Can't spell Stuart right. So this was a trip, and um, I don't know if you want to introduce this since it's yours, and I got to talk a lot about Godsmack. Well, no, I think it's interesting that you actually enjoyed it. So go ahead and talk about your experience. Okay, so we've talked about Stuart the Sock before. I can't He's find what's that website that it's on. Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Thank you. Bandcamp is great, everybody. If you really want weird shit, because there's some weird shit there, and also a lot of really good self-produced black metal. When you're done with this episode of of, the, of this podcast, you should go look up Valdis, because he's he's an amazing dude from, like, Scandinavia. Anyways, um, so Stuart the Sock. We've talked about him. He's a weird sock internet persona that does mostly offensive, weird, random, surreal humor. He released an album called Being Kawaii. And I'm... I'm still not quite sure, like, I listened to this, and it's it's this, it's so surreal that I feel like he made a lot of it up as he went. And, like, he just, like, wrote the words down that came to his mind. But then there's stuff in it that's clever, and so it's like, no, he put work into this. And I have no, I'm always just, oh, sorry. I'm amazed by how he can handle the, his style, because it, it, it it's very put together, but it feels like it isn't is how I would describe him. That's a good way to put it. Um, it yeah, he it, does... I think he does improv a little bit. Um, but at the same time, he, he clearly has a direction that he's heading in. I will say, the first song on this album, Noise in Bed, is ridiculously fucking catchy. It's like probably one of like the most catchy pop songs I've heard this year. <laughs> and it's stupid, because it's about people making noises at each other while they're lying in bed. Like, they probably haven't gotten up in the morning yet, or, or they just had sex. Or maybe it's some fetish shit. I really don't know what this dude... No. Did, oh, okay, did you hear the lyrics? Yeah. I mean, it's about making animal sounds. Yes. 
But I don't know if that's like a kink because the internet. Well, I think the joke is that the implication is that it's supposed to be kinky, but the animal sounds is literally going quack, 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 like a duck, duck, duck. Mm -hmm. And then like his girlfriend will feed him bread and he hates it and he wants to kill himself. It's such a weird, funny song, but the first song anyways is actually pretty endearing because I feel like. Yeah, he kind of wants to kill himself, but he always wants to kill himself. So that's just that's just part of the course for him. Everything else, it, it almost seems like like here's like oh, no, I'm actually in a stable, cute relationship, and I'm allowed to have fun with my girlfriend, and I'm not, you know, like a serial killer like all my videos make me out to be. Here's what I got out of this. I like the song "The Cat on the Piano." Yes, where that's a little more experimental. Where he'll he's doing like spoken word stuff. But that, it's funny, and you it you you listen to it through the whole thing, and there's a point too where he like interrupts himself and just says, "Okay, we're gonna fast forward a little bit because it gets too repetitive," and th- even that's kind of a self aware joke about it. And see that that's the kind of thing that I really expect from what I know of Stuart the Sock, um, and I really enjoyed that because like the actual piano like going on is is fairly well done. It's catchy, it's pleasant. And then he's he's saying this weird weird shit over the, over it that he's just like did you just start recording yourself and just like you know what the first thing in my head is there's a cat playing a piano and it just went from there but then it gets to the end and it gets really like existential because it's not just like the cat playing the piano the cat is God the piano is your life and when the cat stops playing the piano you die yeah it, and it makes this, it just it it's like it goes from like like okay you're talking about a cat playing a piano maybe you're talking about piano cat the actual meme and then it's like no we're gonna just like take a 90 degree turn and go straight up and now you're dead and it's all presented like a a meditation guide like he's yes. telling you to close your eyes and imagine the cat on the piano and then he slowly starts slipping in cat sounds on top of random piano notes because a cat's walking around on a piano Mm -hmm. and it's kind of funny but if you actually sit down and listen to it it puts you in a state of mind where you want to listen to what he says next even though it's gonna be stupid yes and to have it escalate like that is just perfect it's really it's really well done for what it is i liked um I like the the Satan song a lot because it's just kind of like a funny song about worshiping Satan. But what he does, I don't know. Like it, it's like I'm listening to the intro to this right, and I have headphones on, and I can't tell if he self produced it or not. And I think he did because some of the the volume levels aren't quite consistent throughout. Mm-hmm. But you can tell he put a lot of work into it. Like he's he's playing the guitar. He's using maybe a MIDI guitar. But the, it's panning left and right, like the, the it's going back and forth. There's actual space to the song. He's um paying attention to the effects he's using, and so I, I like I'm, I'm kind of impressed that he's gotten this to sound as good as it does because it's really really hard to produce music. Yeah, well, this is a lot better than his last album. The fact that he's got more than one album is really funny to me, too. Um, his last album was called Autistic Dance Music. Yes. And it was a lot more experimental. And the first each, song is called This Is Art. Yeah, and the, the whole thing... Like, there's there's some fun stuff in it, but it goes all over the place. A couple of them are really short, and they're just techno. And a couple of them are jokes, and a couple of them are spoken word. 
and with being Kawhi, I feel like there's a consistency where you can actually kind of leave it on and listen to the whole thing. Okay, I'm actually kind of liking the um, the electronic stuff in this first song so far. Oh yeah, I mean he he got that stuff down. I really like the Africa song, but then there's one where it's just uh like ear rape that'll blow out your speakers. Is that intermission? I don't remember which one. That's it is. a seven minute song, and I don't trust him with a seven minute song at all. Yeah, so it's like there's a joke there, and it's very deliberate, and it's just the whole thing's a little more experimental, and you can listen to it on YouTube for free. Mm-hmm. But um. You can listen to it on Bandcamp for free. Oh, okay, cool. But being Kawhi has been really entertaining. It's been yeah. a treat. Because he's also been working on it for like a year. I think he put out uh, just the tip like a year ago and said, hey, I'm working on a new album. And then it kind of like fell off the radar for a while. It's it's one of those things where like, I watch his videos and I'm always concerned because I feel like this man is going to go and, and kill somebody someday and eat the corpse. And it'll be a headline. And then they'll find the YouTube channel and none of the people who watch him will be surprised. Well, I, he saw- makes- <laughs> I showed Stuart the sock to a co-worker. How did that go over? So, um, he has he has my sense of humor. He's on 4chan more than I am. And so I was like, oh, you know what? You might appreciate this guy. Because my coworker has been a little depressed that uh, this is the first Thanksgiving he's going to spend alone. Mm. So I was like, well, hey, here's someone else that spends Thanksgiving alone. And I sent him the video <laughs> where it's Stuart the Sox uh, Thanksgiving special. And his Thanksgiving special was like one slice of bread and a lot of um, mayonnaise and mustard. <laughs> and like that was about it. And so he watched it and then he like asked me, like, Cameron, is this guy okay? <laughs> <laughs> like he was really serious. Like, I is he actually okay? I can't tell if this is a bit or not, or if he thinks this is neat. And it's like, yeah, it's a sock. He's okay. Yeah, that, oh, I had that exact same reaction basically when you said when you sent this to me. I don't think I like asked you it, but I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude. Because <laughs> he got like a stuffed frog, and he's pouring syrup all over it. So we put the syrup on the frog. We put the light here, and you could get the light to work, so we broke it. And it's like you just have glass all over the inside of your fridge now, dude. You have to you have to clean that up. Did you see the, his tutorial on instant ramen? That's not the one with the Jew blood, is it? No. Okay. Uh, Which, the- out of context, that sounds really fucking offensive when I say it. Well, in context, it's pretty offensive too. Yeah, he's he's that kind of humor. He is. Um, he did the tutorial on how to not trust instant ramen. And he, yeah, no, no, that's the one I'm talking about. He, he stabbed it with a knife. Yeah, he stabs the ramen in an, in the fridge. Like, he stabs it with a knife and blood comes out of it. That was, like, legitimately terrifying. And, and he's like, well, there you go. That's why you shouldn't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if, if a normal person who didn't know anything about this listened to this album, they would probably be upset. They would. I mean, I think you need to have again, the context of his YouTube channel to appreciate this, like in any way. A little bit. Um, I, I think that the noise in bed song is funny enough that you could show that to somebody. Mm-hmm. But the other one where he's singing about how he's he's just a little drunk, so it's okay that his grandfather is fingering him. Yeah, and it's like you know, I think you need more context <laughs> on that one. That song's also really catchy, which is kind of frustrating. Oh yeah, it's good. I, I again, you you have to uh, 
be mindful of who you're sharing this with, but there's yes. something there to be appreciated. Yeah. I'm always, I don't know, it, it's, I don't listen to a lot of, like, comedy music, right? And when I think of comedy music, I think of, like, Adam Sandler's, like, really old stuff. Like, he's got, like, a Thanksgiving song about eating turkey. And it's funny, because he's singing about eating turkey, but there's also, like, actual jokes in there. Whereas Stuart the Sox stuff is funny because it's not funny, it's really horrifying, and that's why it's funny. And it's weird how, like, it, like <laughs> this one, this doesn't, like, it's not, it doesn't tickle me, like, this is comedy music. It's more like, no, there's something off about this, and it wants to be comedy music, but it's not quite there because it's fucked up. There's a couple of really short ones, too. I like, because uh, I ate it all. Yeah, 16 seconds long. Yeah, it's 16 seconds, but it basically, he had a cute idea for, like, a chorus. Instead of dragging it out longer than it needed to be, he just like, here's a little thing. He sings every song doing his weird-ass voice, right? Oh, yeah, that's another thing. This is something Matt pointed out, my brother. He, uh... There's no, like, he doesn't have a lot of range. His his voice has this, like, grainy quality to it, but it's also kind of high-pitched. Mm-hmm. And it kind of adds in a way... Like, one of these albums, or one of these songs, like, kind of makes fun of uh, mumble rap. Yes. But he does such a good job at it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? No, he kind of... He has something going for him. I would love to see just a screenshot of whatever DAW he's using to put this together. And how much, like, I want, like, I would, I should almost ask him because he might actually do that, you know? Oh, like, you know, not, yeah, like, respond to him on Twitter. Channel. I'm always, uh, I'm always talking to him on Twitter. I, I would like to see a YouTube walkthrough, which is like, here's what he used to put this together. Here's what kind of EQ is on it. Here's what kind of, here's what kind of uh, compression is on it. All of that stuff, because... I've been I've been really into the woods with that lately because I'm trying to make an, a, a death metal album, and it's really really fucking hard to do. And like I got some success today with it, I'm really happy. Like not with the vocal take, but what I managed to do to the vocals. This I have to like redo some of them yet, but it's like oh I found out how to compress everything, and it and the the volume of the guitar doesn't randomly change because I was having that problem where. I was like, I got the vocals the way I wanted it, and then the vocals would kick in, and then the guitar would get really quiet. I'm just like, why are you doing this to me, guitar? What is wrong? And I figured it out, and I know you listen to like a well put together album, like you know something about like Taylor Swift or even Nickelback because they have really good production values, and you... it's so easy to like criticize what you're listening to if you don't like it. It's like, oh, this is vapid. Oh, I don't like the melodies. Oh, I I, I don't like. I think the the trumpet and, and shake it off is really annoying or whatever. And you should, I feel like people, you need to go a step further and be like, yeah, but it, it all fits together really fucking well. And look at that kick drum, like kick drum sounds so good. Like that's not just a recorded kick drum. They did a ton of stuff to that kick drum to make it sound that way. And maybe it's, and I don't know, there's, there's so much that goes into making music that you don't think about until you really sit down and do it. And it, it really makes you I guess just I guess just to really appreciate what what it takes to do this, and so that Stuart the Sock was able to make this thing by himself and actually make it sound pretty good impresses me. Even if the music is weird and sometimes annoying and oftentimes really stupid. Well put. I actually follow him on Twitter now. My company podcast or Twitter account. Sweet. 
Because that's basically just my Twitter account at this point. <laughs> Which is probably a problem, but we can deal with that later. Oh, you should send him a copy of um, Land of Glass and have him play it. I don't know if I want to be that associated with him. Because that might be funny. <laughs> the internet is the internet, and I feel like people would be upset. He played one of my game recommendations. That was kind of neat. That's cool. I, and then I follow like I follow a weird smattering of people on Twitter. So sometimes I like log on and be like, "Oh, this dude's talking about politics all the time." And here's this guy Matt, recommending indie games. And here's this guy talking about Pokemon. And it's like I don't know what the fuck I'm ever gonna get into. I don't like Twitter. I hate, here's Black Metal Cats, the best Twitter account. I hate when someone's tweet will blow up by accident. Like someone will draw a funny picture, and then like a celebrity will retweet it, and it gets like a million views. And then they immediately start responding to their own tweet. And I was like, well, now that I have an audience, now's the time to take Trump down. And we have to uh, stop uh, rape everywhere. And they get into this like weird soapbox thing for no reason. Because mm-hmm. it's like they got too much attention and they feel obligated to do something with their voice. And I think that's the problem with Twitter is that you don't always have to do something with your voice. Yeah. Like, I want people to follow me and stuff because that's cool because I have a company and People should buy this. I would like people to buy the stuff I make. I'm not going to be that offended if you don't. I'm at a point where I... Whatever. Stuart. Here he is. Uh, uh, what the fuck? I'll tweet him. At him. How do I do this? I don't... Tweets and replies. How do I... Maybe I gotta just add him? Is that how that works? Ah, uh, I don't know. Twitter is dumb. Twitter's dumb. And Facebook is for old people, so that's dumb too, apparently. How should I word this? Like, hey, what's up? I, I, I don't know how to approach this possibly future criminal. Um, hey, cool album. How did you make that? Hey, I'm enjoying your new album. Really appreciate it if you walked us through the production of it. You see what it looks like opened up in a DAW. Watch him respond to me that he like paid someone to produce it, and I'm like, oh, never mind then. We'll find out. Okay, yeah, we'll see what happens because he doesn't have that many Twitter followers, and he might actually see that then. <laughs> cool. I don't know if this was a good episode or not. I feel like. I talked about things I like to talk about, but I'm incoherent and babbly because I don't prepare. I ate too much turkey and I'm sleepy. Yay, so we both fucked up. Woo! I could honestly, like, I, 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 it's so weird, like, so many of the people I talk to, like, don't like Godsmack because they're like that radio rock band, right? And so Woo. it's nice that, like, you, you're like, hey, here's a good palate cleanser, I like the music on this. <laughs> I'm just like, Yay! <laughs> That makes me feel good. Were you also expecting a negative response from me? Maybe not quite, but I, I, was, I was maybe expecting you to be, like, underwhelmed. Okay. That's fair. And it's, like, so many, like... But yeah, it was nice. 
people are bitching about it, and it's like, oh, this album sucks. It's like, dude, Under Your Scars is like one of the best songs they've written. It's like the only ballad they've ever written. And it's great, because it's sort of like what Sully does with his solo stuff, which is really different from Godsmack. And so to hear hear him bring like that kind of songwriting into Godsmack is really cool. And so it's like, as a fan of their music, there's a lot of like little things I really like about that album that I could fucking rant about and rave about for a while, and no one would care because it'd be incoherent. So I won't. Um... But yeah, it was, it was. I'm glad I got to like share something with you that you ended up liking. Me too. I didn't think you'd enjoy the Stuart the Sock stuff very much. I can kind of see that. Like, it's not something I'll probably ever listen to again. There's a there's a barrier to entry there. Yeah, but it it was a really engaging, interesting first listen. And I'll be honest, like next time I'm like throwing my book at agents or something, and I want to throw music on while I do it, I, I could legitimately put that on as like background noise yeah i think there's enough of a beat to all of the tracks that it functions as background noise mm-hmm. which honestly that's kind of what i want the most out of music right now speaking of music someone goes hey let's do an unpopular music opinion thread and then he posted something about Audio Slave being better than Rage Against the Machine, which whatever. And so I decided Nickelback make perfectly fine music and Juggalos are cool people. And I stand by both of those fucking statements. But I imagine people are going to be mad at that. But they can fuck off. Also, I said that with a goddamn furry avatar on Facebook because I still have your picture that you drew for me as my avatar. I don't know why and you're th- using that as your Facebook avatar. I like it. Like I thought it was a funny enough picture, but that's like how you represent yourself on Facebook. Like I know, and I get really self conscious when I say stupid shit now because they're just gonna be like, "Oh, that fucking furry idiot!" Look (laughs) at him; he probably jerks off to cartoon people, which isn't wrong. Oh, was I not supposed to say that? Uh, No, that's fair. We're at an hour. Do we want to? You want to head out? I don't know how this worked. Yeah, let's go ahead and do a glad space. I mean, I know we both talked about a lot of things we recommend, but uh, you got anything mm-hmm. nice to share? Yeah, I've been reading a book. No way. Called... Yeah, I've been reading um, a tree grows in Brooklyn. I can't remember who wrote it. It's a, uh, it's a book about basically a, a family, a, a girl growing up in Brooklyn in like the early 1900s, and they're poor as shit. Um. And it's kind of like, almost like a slice of life kind of thing. So there's not a huge overarching plot. It's a lot of like, hey, we're poor. Getting by from day to day is is difficult. So a day to day experience can be pretty, um, pretty engaging because of that, like that handicap we have. And it's, it's one of probably like the most human books I've ever read. Like the character writing is so, so good. All of the characters are really, really well-rounded, really great. Uh, just that you know, the, there's there's just a lot of little things in there that are really good. Like you know the idea of like oh, I'm afraid that I'll grow up and turn into my parents. Like these kids are like ten, and they're already kind of like afraid of that because they look at their parents and they see good things, but they also see really bad things. Or the uh, the alcoholic dad who's just like you know what today I'm gonna do something really good for my kids, and he'll just he's gonna fuck it all up because he's an idiot. And he's got really good intentions, and he feels like his good intentions should should matter more than the execution. But that's not how the real world works. And there's just there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that in the book, and it's it's been it's been exceptional. It's a really really good book. That's good. 
what about you? What do you what are you happy about? What do you what do you want to recommend? Hmm. Abortion debates. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, okay, we can end there. I don't I don't have anything. That's okay. No, abortion debates are fun. Yay! Woo!